1: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: See you on the other side. Well, that's pretty your favorite chili pepper song, is it? Not a fan. I once fell asleep in a bar with Pete Donaldson and he drew a row tattoo of the Red Hot Chili Peppers logo on my forearm.
3: <laughs> he was, he was,
2: you said you fell asleep with him. No, oh, I was just drunk. When was that? i nodded off. That was years ago. Before Ramble? 2022.
3: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Football Ramble's Guide 2. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Luke Moore. The Camp Nou is, as they say in football, a difficult place to go. Over the years, some great teams have been chewed up, spat out and humbled by Barcelona in one of football's great cauldrons. And if you were to, say, suffer a heavy loss there in the first leg of a semi-final knockout tie, when it came to the second leg at your ground, the game might almost seem irrelevant, a formality.
2: History or heartbreak, it's do or die for Liverpool.
3: That is, of course, unless you play your home games at Anfield. The place has a long rich mythology and such a powerful aura that on the big occasions we all know there's a chance things could get a little bit crazy. In May 2019, Barca came to Liverpool 3-0 up from the first leg. What followed was one of the great nights in European football history. Perhaps Jurgen Klopp's defining moment as a Liverpool manager. And one of the most astonishing comebacks ever witnessed. Oh, it's three! Liverpool are all the way back! As Pep Guardiola once said of Anfield, it's a bugger of a ground. Oh, they Barcelona nothing. Welcome to the Football Rambles Guide to Liverpool 4 Barcelona nil. That's it! History made it Gentlemen, there are European knights and there are European knights. And then there are Anfield European knights. And yeah. this is one of those knights, Luke Moore. Say knights again. Knights of the round <laughs> table.
2: Um it's one of the great examples of the the big feeling you have going through a season as a football fan, watching endless Champions League games, because as we know, the European Super League has already been brought through the back door. It's called the Champions League. <laughs> and you are watching group game after group game after group game. And you go, I don't know if I can get through this. And then when you get to the kind of quarterfinal, semi-final, you know, like, actually this is really fucking good. Yeah. This is like mm. the best example of football yeah, oh, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. This is the best football you ever watch. Yeah. It's the latter stage of the Champions League. And this second leg was no exception. But also, and I'm not here to talk about that, the first leg was also fantastic as well.
3: It was. The Champions League semi-finals, of course, just round the corner uh, this season, Andy. So so we had to look back on one of the most legendary semi-final nights of all. Um, and it was on the 1st of May 2019 that Liverpool lost the first leg at Camp Nou 3-0 to uh, Lionel Messi's Barcelona. And as as l- they're now legally let's have to be called. Indeed. He's demanded that for him to go back
2: there.
4: Yeah, <laughs> you have to call it that. Yeah, um, Noel Gallagher's fly high flying bags.
3: <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. That exactly. Yeah.
3: So the seventh of May was when Liverpool um, uh, played uh, them again at Anfield, uh, and it was also the day after that. You also had Spurs and Ajax,
2: which is incredible as well. Which was just—it
3: yeah. was a remarkable week of of football. So um, yeah. So in that first leg, you said it was it was a great game, perhaps more end to end or or even than well, people remember. Well,
2: both those legs were. Uh, we'll obviously come on to the second leg in more detail because that's why we're here but both of those legs they weren't blowouts both teams had chances in both legs I mean the first leg Liverpool could have had a penalty in the first few minutes PK was quite clumsy it could have been given Liverpool didn't play badly at all they were just on the end of a really bad scoreline there were chances for both sides as I've said Uh, Barcelona obviously got a lot of joy down um, Liverpool's right hand side which has now become a bit of a kind of running Mm. trope fair to say Andy Luis Suarez didn't mind scoring against his old club (laughs) as well (laughs) (laughs) it's the only time I've seen a player score against such a big old club um, in terms of tradition and and Mm -hmm. history where he's not even thought about it for a fraction of a second and behaving exactly the way you should he scored and he was just off the camera the camera he was so quick to celebrate the camera to chase him
3: Yeah, but I I agree with Andy there I think that's totally fair enough but there's
2: celebrating because you scored a goal, and there's Luis Suarez who's <laughs> basically doing it to be a pantomime villain. Is that fair?
3: Yeah, well, he said he did say before the Anfield game that he wouldn't celebrate if he scored. Didn't get the chance to. Yeah, exactly. Of course. But that up. first leg, Andy, it was, you know, it was, it was a great occasion. And of course, Messi scores that incredible free kick. Yes. Right at the end of the game, which I think a lot of people would have thought that's the tie over.
4: Any other taker and any other goalkeeper. And the goalkeeper gets it in the neck for that. But I think everyone realised that this is one of the greatest free kick takers. He shouldn't be scoring from that sort of distance. But the free kick is just so good. I think the amazing thing about this tie overall, though, as Luke was kind of touching on there, is the fact that you look at it on paper, it's an incredible story. But what's on paper doesn't even tell the half of it. There's so much more to it. And you're right. Liverpool could have come out of that first leg feeling Pretty hard done by. Definitely. But you Definitely. F- you felt it was over still.
3: Mind you though, you look back at the uh Ousmane Dembele scuffed shot right at the yes, end yes. make it four.
2: Well and and that's the thing. Liverpool wouldn't have come out of that game first leg thinking shit, these guys are amazing, we can't live with them. Yeah. Um but they would have been ruined
3: losing three zip, basically. And also away goals were there. They were. And and and, and so Messi- a four one victory would not have been good enough at Anfield.
2: Messi's free kick is literally one of the best ever free kicks. Yeah. And it's against mm. Peak Allison, who's yeah. the best goalkeeper in the world at the time, yeah. I would say. And he can't get near it. Yeah. I don't think
4: the goalkeeper takes any blame. No, I agree.
3: It's funny because if that Dembele chance didn't happen, when that, when that does happen, people go, oh, that could really have been the tie over. So people think, well, it's probably over. You go from definitely to probably, but do, if you no, see what I mean. Do
2: I don't have a memory of that incident I do. enough. Do you agree with that, Andy? Do you think people still thought Liverpool had a chance because they were so good at the time?
4: No, no, I don't, I don't think they did. He disagrees no. with you, Marcus. You going to well, come back on that? No, uh, I, I think it's one of those ones where you retrospectively look at it and think, okay, that could have been the bit where they really killed the tie. But I don't think there was a sense at the time of they could have killed it stone dead. Despite the flow of the game, 3-0 is 3-0. And also you remember two things about it. Firstly, Barcelona invented the era of the Champions League comeback Mm -hmm. when they came back against United, Henry's PSG, La And Then, the year before this, you have the Romantada when Roma come back on Barcelona. And you think, okay, well, they've started this era of the comeback and they've actually been on the wrong end of one now. So, they can't possibly be involved in another one.
3: Yeah. Interesting you say that because, um, In the summer of 2018, Messi had done a public speech before Barcelona's annual game against Boca Juniors, and he addressed the Roma comeback and said, um, we promise that this season we will do all we can to bring back that beautiful trophy.
4: And really, retrospectively, this is where you knew things were wrong at Barcelona. Well, retrospectively, this is where everyone knows things were wrong at Barcelona. But increasingly, over this period, there's enough wrong at the club that Messi starts to make regular public statements. Yeah. And he doesn't like doing that? No. He just likes to to play. He's never comfortable in front of the microphones or the cameras. Mm-hmm. And yet he, of course, having been yeah. appointed the captain at the start of this season, feels that he has to come out and address it and he looks twitchy, nervous, uncomfortable in his in his in his seat. And obviously this come back I want him as well.
2: I don't generally like seeing him speak. I think I it's, it's a, this is a typical example of, and this is a terrible cliche, so forgive me, but his speaking is done in what he's best at, which is playing mm. football. Yeah. When he comes but off, he
4: thinks that as well.
2: I'm sure he does. Yeah. When, he, when he comes off and he gives speeches because he feels like he has to because he's an ambassador or he's been forced to whatever, he just seems like what he is, which is just a normal, quite flawed human yeah. being. And I don't like to think of him but like go, that. <laughs> yeah,
3: going back to the whole kind of how likely or unlikely it was a Liverpool win. Again, when that third goal slams in, I, I just think that was over. But with that fourth goal not going in. I honestly think that people thought, oh, that that definitely would have been dead and buried, which is what I was saying earlier. And but but you have to put it into the context of the whole tie. In the lead up to the game, you know, Mo Salah was concussed against Newcastle the weekend before. Roberto Rabot- yes. Firmino was injured. Yeah. you know, you look at the starting lineups between, um, uh, you know, it, it, it compare them in in both legs. I mean, their front three away at Barcelona was Wijnaldum, uh, Mane, and Salah. Uh, you had Kaita, Fabinho, and Milner in the midfield. At home, um, their front three was Mane through the middle, Divock Origi, and Jordan Shikiri. Yeah. In the midfield, you had Jordan Henderson, Fabinho, and um, and James Milner. So, yes, good operators in that midfield.
2: James, James Watson, Milner put it upon himself to just really give Messi some
4: good, good old early licks. As yeah, well. there are very few things in football you're shocked by if you've already seen them. Mm. But when you watch a replay of this game and the two teams come out of the tunnel and Zerdan Shaqiri's there you're like wow yeah. he really did start this game didn't he well he
3: did yeah um, I, it's fair to say the game got going and, and I think the Anfield faithful they were realistic but they were also hopeful you I, know, I think
2: it's a part of it it's a massive part of it
3: it is yeah when I say they're realistic I, think, I, don't, think th- I don't think that's a deluded fan base because th- they know what can happen at Anfield yeah. mm-hmm. but at the same time they thought alright let, let's see what we can do an early goal we- an early goal
2: exactly and we all know let's be totally honest let's get this absolutely right well, you all know Liverpool fans can come mm. out with some stuff, right? Yep. That's fair to Every say. fan some base fa- can do that. Of course, but Liverpool fans can.
3: Yeah,
2: I think they're absolutely spot on, though, when they think... I think there's an element of Liverpool fans when they go into a game like this at home, at night, in Europe, with their history, mm-hmm. the amazing, almost unique history that they've got, actually, um, aside from maybe one or two other clubs, arguably. And they think, every single one of them, mm. we've got a role to play here. Yeah, and yeah. it's true. Yep. And you're absolutely right to point out the early goal. Um, I don't want to be unfair because he has been the author of some really key moments in this Klopp era of Liverpool. Uh-huh. When the goal comes in after seven minutes and it's Divock Origi, yeah. you think, mm, yeah. okay. Yeah. If he, if, if he, if he's under immense pressure. He's the guy who's mm. starting really because Salah's not playing. Yeah. I, know, I know that Shakiri play, played off the right and I know you could have talked about them having a bit of a shuffle or whatever, but Salah's not there which means Origi can be there. And for him to start so well was a great omen for um for Liverpool. And as we all know in these kind of occasions, yeah. no matter how much you try and boil football down to stats or mm-hmm. trivia or tactical shapes or formations, a lot of it comes down to momentum and fight and energy mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And you don't need to take my word for it. You can hear managers in, of big clubs after big games saying things like, we weren't quite at it today. Yeah. They snapped into a tackle quicker. us, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. And when the momentum starts to swing... If Lionel Messi can't
4: stop it, no one can. But the weird thing is, this early goal, combined with the atmosphere, is the moment where the momentum should swing. But it doesn't. Barca still have a lot of joy, right? I think the interesting thing is that Barca, for everything that happened and how much they were traumatised by what happened in Rome the previous year, Mm -hmm is that they don't panic mm. uh, and it's a bad goal to concede Geordie Alba makes a right mess of it in the, in, he in had the a build poor up night. he had a poor night very but but yet they don't let it get to them they continue to to play and that's why it's even more remarkable that we end up where we we, yep. where we do
3: and uh, Andy Robertson also played his part in this uh, trying to set the tone when he gave Messi a pat on the back oh uh, he got really pissed off Messi he, sorry he? no uh, Pat on the back of the head. Yeah, I the head. Say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which uh, yeah, Robertson loves it. Uh, Luis Suarez was was booed relentlessly um, throughout. Which so, I don't uh, think
2: is a factor, because I think if you're someone like Luis Suarez, I
3: don't think yeah,
2: yeah, you, you know that's kind of, kind of part of it. But but actually, Andy mentioned Jordi El was interesting because he is at fault for the first goal, mm-hmm. as Andy's already mentioned. He he also gets robbed by Alexander Arnold, I think, for the second goal. Yes, and the third goal comes very quickly afterwards, both by Van um, and although I've obviously said, which I agree with, that n- neither team blew out the other one in either of the legs, both teams had chances. Now And he's right to say Barcelona did. Alexander-Arnold has an incredible amount of joy going forward at Anfield. He was
3: brilliant that night. And, mm. and,
2: and, and it suited him because you're already 3-0 down. Mm. So what's the point of defending? Yeah, no one's yeah. thinking yeah. about defending. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You need to take chances. And he's yeah. perfect for that.
3: Well, we saw it, the strengths of Trent Alexander-Arnold's game were shown or were put on display in that second leg. You know, he is such a crucial player for them when they play like that. When Klopp's Liverpool were that just relentless attacking and winning machine, yeah. his strengths are highlighted.
4: Yeah, I mean, they needed a wide playmaker to open it up and particularly with the front three they have mm. as, as well because it's not, Origi's not someone who creates stuff for himself as well you know I think we look at it and we think okay he's not at the same level as Salah or Firmino but it's it's more than that and Wijnaldum even you know being as he was an attacking midfielder that made those runs into the box from deep he also requires service so Mm. that's why the role of Alexander-Arnold is so important indeed
0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
5: This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp
3: In the second half, obviously, that's when it all really changed. It's almost perfect times to score. You want to score early because then people believe. Cameras immediately cut to Messi with his eyes shut in disbelief after that second goal goes in. And the crowd now, they believe.
2: They didn't recover from that second goal and the third goal no. kills them.
3: And, and Wijnaldum said after the game that he was really angry that he was on the bench. And, of course, he comes on uh, at the start of the second half and scores two goals in two minutes.
2: He would have probably made it clear to him that you know you could still make a big contribution. Yeah,
3: you here. rev him up,
2: and he was able to. And I think I find it. I also find it interesting. You mentioned Suarez there, and Suarez is a guy that you know he had a quiet game. Of course, he did in, in this in this in this game at Anfield, and you know, there's no debate about that really. But someone else said a really quiet game was Philip Coutinho, yeah. and that's interesting mm. because you're almost. I don't think Liverpool fans could necessarily should necessarily feel insulted that a player from from that part of the world that he's from wants to go to a Barcelona and it's a lot of money and they get to reinvest that money. But I, the idea that Liverpool can turn this kind of game around and do it in a way that where Coutinho starts the game but plays really quite poorly and gets mm. subbed off, mm. that's quite a nice thing for Liverpool to be able to go. Would well, you know what? Fine you fucking kick your feet and stick your your heels in about leaving and Barcelona this and all the rest of it and they're they're the club you want to be at. We're actually a pretty big club as well and we've got a say in this and we can do things to Mm. you that you think you can do to
4: us. And it's funny, isn't it? Quite a nice moment, I think. It it is. It's funny because Coutinho, having been a, a player who ideally they would have really wanted to keep, I mean, when they wanted to sell him when they sold him they wanted to sell him I've no doubt about yeah, that they sold and him it was, for good money yeah and it was, it was it was a great deal for them but to have him come back and I, I think you're right his return is almost more interesting than that as Suarez because Coutinho becomes symptomatic of what is wrong with Barcelona and it is clear on this night, that they're not just having a bad night, mm-hmm. you know, it's a repetitive spell of behaviour, and it's the start of a, a real downward spiral. I find
3: it really mm. interesting when 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 Aldum scores his second and Liverpool's third. There's still over half an hour to play, and again, yeah. one Barcelona goal changes it completely. And
2: they had loads of chances, yeah, loads of chances.
3: So then, how do you go about managing that? Because if you go hell for leather. As we know, with these with these ties, you don't actually want to go ahead too early. Sometimes I know that, and yeah. that's a stupid thing. It's not like you know, if an else is creating scores. a
4: longer spell of pressure,
3: indeed. But you, yeah, you, yeah, if, clearly, if they have a chance five minutes after that, they're going to try and put it away. But it, it, it's the game management here was was very very important because you're still playing bloody Barcelona, but, and but, as you say, they the Barcelona still had their moment.
2: They did have a lot of moments, and that's what. But but you know, look at the first leg for the context. Liverpool lost the first leg 3 0, not because they had an attitude where they went to the new camp and said, if we can get out of this with a 1 0 defeat, we'll take that all day long. Yeah. They said, we're a fucking great team. We're going to yeah. go and try and win. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have that Dembélé chance towards the end. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he scuffs it. Barcelona are 11 chances because Liverpool are 3 0 down and they're not going. Shit. Mm. They're going, we need a goal. Mm. And then and that's how Barcelona get these breakaways. And this kind of happened here. It was the same attitude because it had to be. It's necessarily the same attitude because Liverpool had to keep going. Yeah. And but- so then Barcelona are going to get their chances. And I think it was, sometimes you do watch big games. For big clubs, I think Real Madrid recently against them um, when they knocked out Chelsea not that long ago. You think, I don't know if they know, even despite all the preparation with a great experienced manager and all the training they've done, I don't think they're convinced about how they know how to approach this game. Mm. And for better or worse, you could never accuse Liverpool in this era under the of that.
4: But th- they know exactly what they are and they're going to do it to the nth degree for better or worse. That, that is true. But I, I think this tie doesn't happen nowadays. And, and the way it is doesn't happen nowadays because the way this game is played, the way this tie is played, is a product of the away goal rule. As you say, the Dembélé chance happens because Liverpool are not just chasing a goal, they're, they're chasing an away, away, goal. Yeah. away goal. And the way that Barcelona play in the first half, particularly, okay, they don't create as much in the second half because Liverpool starts to get ahead of steam and Barcelona are, are really rocking with goals two and three, in between goals two and three in particular. The big chance for Barcelona in the, in the, in the second half is where Messi gets free sort of just when a corner's not properly cleared and um, Alisson shuts it down. But I think really is that the chances they have in the first half are the product of them thinking, let's not panic because if we get one goal, it's all over. That really affects the way that they approach it. But it's funny because I think if you looked at the numbers, Alisson makes a decent amount of saves in this. Not a lot of difficult saves. A Barcelona feel a bit powder puff. Throughout, right? It. Yeah, oh, that's fair. Oh, I think. Mm. Um, what's the real story here, Marcus? Of course, yes, is
2: that the um, the lineups for each team do bear quite a decent resemblance to the cast of uh, Last of the Summer Wine. Yeah, you've got Alison, mm. you've got Alexander Arnold, which yeah. is an underrated yeah. old yeah. person's yeah. name. Yes, you've got Malcolm yeah. and Arthur on the bench. Lovely,
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, uh, I,
4: Compo gets the winner at the back post, <laughs>
3: yeah. I, 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 it's all there. Um, we have to talk about that fourth goal. Um,
4: yeah. 20-year-old yeah. Trent the defending.
3: I it's I mean it's it's but their brains are scrambled at that point. Well right? they, they are. It's and
4: total dereliction of duty because you know as that corner comes in Barcelona have got 10 of their players in the penalty but box. But that's it. Yeah. I mean
3: I, I think that the you're right maybe it's the, the the crowd does that. Liverpool then suddenly sense right we we let's sod extra time let's get this done. And Alexander-Arnold putting the ball down pretending to walk away and then turning back. He's one of the great sort of what would you call it? Like a sort of like a dummy or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, I suppose he's a dummy, it, it's, yeah, it's yeah. one of the great dummies in you know we've seen in recent years because that catches them all by surprise. It's a glorious, glorious play, a very intelligent play as well. Mm. Um, and Arika is just outside the six-yard box with a good finish. As well, it well, is well. a good finish. You shouldn't take and, that and, away. And you him.
2: might st- you might be if you're being unkind, you might think I'm not. I wasn't sure that Origi had that in his locker mm. before that,
4: because Barcelona aren't expecting the corner, but presumably Nora, most of the Liverpool players. Yeah, but yeah.
3: I think, but Origi clearly is. Yeah, Alexander Arnold have hit him, have caught eyes, and they've gotten right here. We go, dumb and that's yeah. why he's It's, it's obvious for what Alexander Arnold's yeah. done that. But do you
2: think? Do you think though, when it goes to three nil, yeah, and the type of night it can be at Anfield, yeah, um, do you think that? They would have scored the fourth, whatever happened, and it's just it's reasonably yeah. it's kind of remarkable the way it happened, but it was going to happen. In yeah, the I,
3: th- I think that that's it with, with with football. Jonathan Wilson always says, you know, sort of destiny and um, uh, and fate don't exist mm. in football until they exist. Yeah, if yeah. you see what I mean, and mm. it's true, isn't it? That you, you you've got that momentum, and suddenly everybody believes. And the Anfield crowd—it's really interesting. I remember um, Phil Thompson saying before Liverpool played Chelsea, Jose Mourinho's Chelsea in that semi-final with a ghost goal. Yeah. And Phil Thompson said before the game when he was punditing, he said, Mourinho thinks that um, uh, most uh, Liverpool fans think we're already through. He's wrong. We all do. <laughs> yeah, and They went through. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that, that, that belief that they have in these big games, mm. it, it, it's you, you can say, well, you're getting carried away. But actually, if you're a Barcelona player and you think, Well, they already think they've won it. You can take the Teddy Sheringham approach of the final against Bayern Munich in Barcelona, of course, right, get me on and I'm going to shut them all up. Or you can actually go, bloody hell. And you can almost start to believe it as an opposition
2: player. And I think that's interesting because so much of football these days is about trying to control the controllable thing. Yeah. Mm. So like Guardiola, if it's Guardiola or Klopp or whatever, you know, Guardiola is a type type of manager who will essentially, any element of the game you can control, he will try and control it. And not only control it, control it to such a ridiculous degree that he's the expert at it. And for most people, I would say, if yeah. I may be so bold and talk on behalf of most football fans, <laughs> um, the uncontrollable bits are the bits that people like. Yeah. I'm not talking about the type of people who, you know, who no, 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 spend no, 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 no. all their time on tactics. No, no, blogs. No, no. The general football fans, they go to a game no. and of course they hope their team's going to win but the element of drama and entertainment is in the unknown. Totally, yeah. And and as I said earlier, if you're talking about the best player of all time in great form, having excelled himself in the first leg, can't stop this happening. Then there is an element of, to use Jonathan Wilson's thing, there is an element of destiny. There is an element of
4: faith. And no one can do anything. It seems to be able to do anything about that. That's right. I I think, though, it's where Messi's tested in the first game and where he's tested in the second game, they're two very different parts of his character, because of course you know Liverpool make an extraordinary job of this, especially when you look at the diminished starting lineup. And yeah, that Alexander Arnold goal is is uh, sorry, the Alexander Arnold assist is so iconic because I remember the following Halloween and for the next couple of Halloweens there was a house up my street that had a pumpkin yeah. that had corner taken quickly. Carved into it for the next couple of ones. But the, the thing is, Messi is in the first game, he's Ricky Ponting batting at Old Trafford in 2005 mm-hmm. because all he has to do is be brilliant. Yeah. But in the second game, especially when Barcelona start to wobble, he's looked at for his leadership. Mm-hmm. And that is not his area of comfort at all. Mm-hmm. And Barcelona, they're not actually thinking, oh, this is Anfield and we can't deal with it. They're thinking, this is Roma happening all over again. Well, maybe. They're We're doing it from all over, over again. It,
3: I mean, that goal is scored. The the the, um, the Origi winner, he scored on 79 minutes. There's still time. Barcelona didn't even get the ball in Liverpool's box after that goal. They were Ooh. deflated. Done. They were done. And the thing is... Stick a fork in them, Marcus. <laughs> but if they'd have scored, they were through. through. Exactly, it yeah. wasn't like, oh, if they scored, then it's extra time. All right, lads, we've you know we've beaten them once. Let's go and do it again, to sort of paraphrase um, yeah. to Ralph Ramsey. It, it, that's all they needed. But the whole thing was, no, no, we know that you've got the greatest player in the world. We know you've got a load of talent and we know in these last 10, 12 minutes, whatever it is, you're going to do nothing. Yeah, That's the vibe. That's how... Conor McGregor, you'll do nothing. (laughs) You'll do nothing. After the match, uh, Klopp said on BT Sport, it's 10 past 10. Children are probably in bed. These boys are fucking mentality giants. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't get enough of it. And damn right, nor should he. Um, James Milner was seen crying on the pitch. It was such a huge win. It was. I mean, it felt like the final, and then of course the next night Spurs do the same thing, yeah. and we see Pochettino is into it. You know, again that was the emotion. incredible,
4: uh, <sighs> incredible uh, drama that. It's yeah. funny when you think of the quite flat final, you think. They like they just gave everything they had in the two semis, didn't mm-hmm. they? Really, but
2: there wasn't, from memory, wasn't there like a really fucking underwhelming penalty for no, nothing handball in Cesare- the first few I minutes? Think it was, and then the, and then the game was kind of dead after that.
3: But that was, but again, Liverpool played it very very well because Liverpool under Klopp, it's sometimes underrated actually. The, the man. Not the man management; that's very well. But the game management—you saw that in the um, quarter final against Manchester City, not in this uh, campaign of the Champions League, but a previous one, where they go three nil up in the first half uh, at uh, Anfield, mm. and in the second half, Liverpool actually play almost quite zonally mm. and just dig in and go, "We're yeah. not going to score. Mm. We're happy with three 0 Thanks mm. very much. We mm. know the quality you've got, and we're just going to do that." And Liverpool could shut games out. Mm. We always think of them as being relentlessly attacking and always going for goals and so on. Because yes, that largely that was what. It was, and it was very entertaining. But they were also incredibly good at keeping positions. And um, going back to Messi, he was asked to take a doping test immediately after the game, and it took so long. The Barcelona goes left Anfield without him. How me... lonely did he feel in that moment? Or that...
2: I, I, well, while I can see the optics of that are not great, yes, uh, I think that I'm led to believe that is fairly common because players are so dehydrated. They obviously have to give a urine test. It's I know, hard but, for them to, be able to do but, so. But the, the, yeah, indeed, because but... it doesn't. Doesn't um, I, I think I might be getting the detail here wrong. I think in the semi-final of Italian 90 a couple of England players have to give a dope to David Platt and one other and obviously they've just lost in dramatic fashion mm. and the West German there's three West German players who are randomly selected that's right and he's and, and I think it was David Platt said I'll never criticise the, the West Germans they because, were very professional because they came in they sat we had to wait for like 40 minutes because all of us were so dehydrated and they yeah. didn't show a single flicker of celebration yeah they were very good they were like whereas, super respectful yeah, yeah.
3: Butcher said Maradona didn't do the same in 80s. I would have thought so, but you would want him to do
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> Maradona had the old fake penis anyway, so Indeed, yeah.
3: <laughs> apparently, apparently Butcher asked him, did it head or hand? And he pointed head, and I thought, well, obviously he's yeah. gonna say that. He sees <laughs> exactly your eyes it. bulging out of your exactly head, Terry. It. Exactly. Anyway, Are we getting Brexit done or what? <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's get back to the task in hand. A video emerged of of Messi clashing with fans at Liverpool Airport. Uh, and the Barcelona fans were shouting I've already been uh, left
2: behind by the fucking coach <laughs> yeah. leave me alone
3: he said what's your problem what did I do what did I do wrong you know." but it's incredible that um, the last time Messi won the Champions League was of course in 2015
2: and, and I I've, I've thought about that and, and I, I knew that as a, as, a, as a fact and I wondered whether we would talk about it and I thought that that is on paper initially my reaction is that's quite poor but, on, you know, as they say, though, it takes mm. a village to raise a child. Of you course. Know, he can't do it all on his, set, on his yeah. own. And, and so I wonder whether he's, you know, he's only in control of the certain things he's in control of. Yeah, and
4: there is this strong feeling around this time that, I don't know, a sort of anxiety, really, around Barcelona that they are wasting the last of Messi's peak years. Certainly yeah. am- amongst the match-going fan base. Because the the, match of the, base, with the club. There's, yeah, there's that feeling. And obviously it gets a lot worse. Yeah, there's
3: Barcelona perhaps, uh, you know, slipping up. But, you know, it's a very hard thing to win a Champions League. Yeah, but but they
4: are so far off being capable post-2015. And this is an excellent example of Mm. that, I think. And this is where the rest of the world starts to understand Mm. what... Barcelona fans have feared and understood for a bit
3: yeah well their response to this defeat mm. against Liverpool was to spend a lot of money that summer on Antoine Griezmann and, and Frankie Dion money they didn't have the, by the way yeah, well, evidently yeah. um, uh, the only significant change was sending Philippe Coutinho out on loan mm. Yeah. Um, he, he would score Bayern's seventh and eighth goals in an eight to uh, victory for Bayern against uh, Barcelona <laughs> in the in the Champions League. So uh, yes, uh, it's not been too good for Liverpool uh, for for Barcelona since Liverpool. Uh, on the other hand, would go on to win the trophy. Of course, is what we said, uh, uh, they missed out on the title by just one point um, as well. In uh, just what a. Title running between those two, um, two. I mean, they were just side. they were
2: incredible that season, yeah. and and you know that and any other season, pretty much without exception, they would win
3: the league. But it, I mean, but it shows you how good Man City were that season, yeah. Because they got it the, does. just just, but they got the better of them. We're talking about this Liverpool side, one of the best sides we've ever seen. Again, you can say the same for Manchester City. That, I mean,
4: obviously, they were very disappointed not to win the league title. I went and interviewed a load of their players for TV and Jurgen Klopp actually the day after they'd lost the title because there was this. Two week break before the the, the Champions yeah. League final, and there was just a sense of, okay, we've given everyone a lot of entertainment this year. Now we're just going to win. We're just going to find a way yeah. to win the final, mm. and that's what they did. It that they yeah, always yeah, played yeah. it like it was almost Mourinho esque the way they approached it, it. was. It and was. finals
2: are for winning, you yeah. know. And, and the win yeah. and that and you know that was a, a massive win for Klopp as well because yeah. of course his record in European finals before that. Was very much not of that ilk. It was like, yeah, we I get teams in finals, from finals quite period, a lot. And, I, and, and I and I get beat. Yeah. I remember
3: the one at... lost three European finals
2: at Bayern Munich, against Bayern Munich at Wembley. I was like at yeah, that game. That's right. They got they come up short there. Um, they lost one with Liverpool, of course, against Real Madrid. The other be the Pokals as well. The other one would have been what the Man United severe. one. Oh, severe. Okay, right.
3: Yeah, they got beaten in the. Uh, oh, they the beat Euro- Man United, didn't they? Yeah, uh, but they they were beaten um, by uh, severe in the the Europa League, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you're right though. His <laughs> record in finals isn't good, and it hasn't been good until he's been Liverpool manager. Yes, mm. where well, like, even at the start, as you say, though there was a yeah. It took him a while to get going, um, and it was. I mean, this was his first trophy as, as Liverpool manager mm. as well. And of course, the next season they would win the Premier League title, the first in 30 years for for Liverpool. And,
2: and I think what is actually. If I may speak on behalf of them for a moment, I think partly what's important for Liverpool fans as well is if you're the manager of the club, you need to be able to pay into that amazing and massive bank of Liverpool moments. Yeah, where they, mm. and, and that's why they have these big banners in the cop end of, you know, Benitez gets his face put on it because of two thousand and five, yeah. and and he follows these great managers in the past who we've, you know who, who we've all learnt about and and as we were kids growing up and. And and for Klopp to 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 have a truly successful time as Liverpool manager, which of course he's now done, and, and history will treat him very kindly, I'm sure. You need to be able to pay into that bank. Mm-hmm. It can't really be near misses with your Liverpool. Yeah. It, 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 you know, if 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 my team gets to Portsmouth, gets to uh, Europe, and and gets knocked out in the group stage or whatever, mm. that's a massive deal. Yeah. For Liverpool, that's an abject failure. You know, totally. And mm. the, the, bar, the the bar is so high. What I think the fans are probably looking for is someone who taps into the emotional idea of what the club is all about and the history of it and then contributes and pays into that glory bank, essentially.
3: And that's the reason why no Liverpool fans have been calling for his head this season. Yeah. and even if they had a similar season next season I I actually don't think they would say that I think maybe one or two would start to think it
2: Would you say um, Roy Hodgson paid into that bank? (laughs) Will you not have that kind of chat on this show while you're in the chair?
3: I want to keep it to uh, the the, the protagonist in the story Okay fair enough After that victory uh, Klopp summed up um, has perhaps been missing this season, certainly, and maybe what had been missing for for quite a while uh, before he um, uh, took over at the club. And even in the first couple of seasons when he when he was there, Klopp said, "We know this club is is the mix of atmosphere, emotion, desire, and football quality. Cut off one, and it doesn't work."
2: Definitely, totally agree.
3: He gets it. He yeah. does get it. Thank you very much for joining us on another football ramble guide. To remember, there's a whole host of ramble guides you can listen back to from throughout the season. We always want your ideas to what to talk about next. Email us show at footballramble.com, or tweet us at footballramble with your suggestions. Thank you, Luke. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. See you soon.
5: The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.
0: Small details are big surfaces.